Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. And you can uh, use our mobile app, by the way, to send us open mic messages. And please do that because Hannah just said they're not very good today. That's so mean. I wasn't trying to be mean. You're very overly critical of everything today. (laughs) I'm sorry. I walked in here singing, and she made fun of my singing, and then I mumbled something under my breath, and she made fun of me mumbling something under my breath. Yes, Hannah, this is what I'm worrying today. And then... (laughs) (laughs) Right, see? It's like, I don't know what's wrong with you today, but all of a sudden... I'm sorry. And then I go, are there any open mics? She goes, no good ones. (laughs) And I was like, golly, that's literally, it's verbatim what you said. I'm Um, sorry. Yeah, anyway, so, okay, so anyways, please send us good open mics only, because Hannah will uh, be very upset if you don't send any good ones. 855, what constitutes a good open mic, by the way? What would you say, uh, because you guys go, like, you hear all the open mics that make it. We hear them all, yeah. Not not only the ones that don't make it on the air, or the ones that make it on the air, you hear the ones that don't make the cut. What what would you say as if you're as professional open mic editors and and um, I like the songs that people send sometimes. You like songs? Those are interesting. Okay. Or the soliloquies. Soliloquies. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. The poems. No. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I like a good, passionate, like emotional, ten second, solid open mic. Yeah, ten seconds. Ten seconds. Second. Give me your yeah. best ten seconds. When you give me the thirty five, that, that I can't edit your chances them. to get passionate, down. real passionate. Yeah. Ten seconds. If you disagree with Mark, that that's good too. Disagreeing with me is always yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Those are fun. And Mark, like, Mark loved those. That one guy that used to tell me I had my head up Trump's butt, he doesn't yeah. send any anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very disappointing. Mark, hey. I kind of okay, miss, yeah. <laughs> I miss that guy. <laughs> yeah. Also, anytime you want to compliment me, that those get right on as right. well. Those are my favorite. And, and, and personally, I'm, I'm a sucker for puns. So you if, are, you, if you throw a pun in that 10 seconds, okay, your, your odds increase tremendously. That's okay, true. So if you can get a, a poem or song that's 10 seconds, compliments me, also makes fun of me at the same time and involves a pun... That's gold. Dad joke. That's gold, right? There. And like, have your windows rolled up, please. Yeah, yes. but uh, no, oh you're goodness. not driving. You're not driving. Sorry, you're and pulling the over. And you're not on. <laughs> right. Okay, good. There you go. That's how to make an open mic by the eight five five seven. You know, just call eight five five seven six five one zero four five. All right. So here's what. Listen. Here's what we got going on. There's so much going on today. First of all, there's a debate tonight, and this is the last. Of the three presidential debates, the first presidential debate, we all remember the second presidential debate. None of us remember because it didn't happen. This is the third and final presidential debate. This is the last time that Joe Biden and Donald Trump will be on the same stage talking about the issues before the election on November the 3rd. This is the last time that Joe Biden and Donald Trump will be on the same stage going back and forth, showing you the difference between their their ideas and their ideals, what they believe this country should look like, the uh, the problems we have and how we're going to overcome them. This is the last time. This is the last time that you're going to have some kind of, uh, you know, uh, Democrat media elitist um, moderating what's supposed to be a bipartisan debate by a commission that totally weights the the rules and regulations of said debate in favor of the weaker of the two candidates. This is the last time we're going to have any of that um, this election season. So it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. And I, I predict that this will be more watched than the last debate. 
we had. I think after Donald Trump's performance and Joe Biden's performance and Chris Wallace being, you know, the great interrupter. But after all of that, I really feel like this is going to be something that people are going to really going to tune into. Plus, we missed the second one. So as I said before, this is your last chance. And now with less than two weeks, two weeks to go. Um, it's really important if you haven't watched the debates or followed the candidates to tune in tonight and get an idea of what they're going to be saying. Um, and now along those lines, we uh, we have Hogan Gidley, who's the national spokesperson for the Trump campaign, uh, joining us today at 1105. Uh, Hogan's going to be calling in to talk about, you know, to prep us for the debate, what we can expect to see, what we can expect to hear. What Donald Trump's tone will be. Will the president stick to the topics that have been changed at the last minute? That's the other thing. This debate from the get-go was supposed to be the foreign policy debate. You had the first debate, which was about a slew of topics. Then you had the second debate, which was supposed to be a town hall kind of style debate, which we didn't have. We had two separate town halls on two separate networks. And then today you were supposed to get the foreign policy debate. But that whole plan was scrapped as soon as Hunter Biden's notebook and hard drive, uh, notebook computer and hard drive were made public. And we saw that, oops, Joe Biden may have some some foreign policy uh, problems that he needs to deal with publicly. Joe Biden may have some foreign policy crimes that uh, may have been committed while he was vice president and, and in the Senate and, uh, and on all of these various committees. Um, so they've scrapped the entire they don't want anybody asking anything about foreign policy. They don't want foreign policy questions about Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, the Ukraine, China, any of that stuff. They don't want foreign policy questions throwing people onto the scent of because, look, they tried to hide the story. This is the thing. Facebook and Twitter, you know, they the New York Post published it. They, they tried to hide it. They tried to squash it. And now, unfortunately for the media moguls, the, the Facebooks and the Twitters and the YouTubes, unfortunately, this is going to come up tonight when you have what, 70 million? I don't know how many people are going to watch this debate, do we think? Maybe 20 million? It doesn't matter. You're going to have a, a massive, um, you're going to have a massive, uh, you know, the uh, public forum where these issues are going to come up. And, and whether Joe Biden answers questions about Hunter Biden or not, uh, we'll see. If he doesn't answer, probably he won't because he hasn't even answered a simple question like packing the court. I don't know why he would answer questions about Hunter Biden. But it's so it's so interesting the back and forth and how you want you know, everyone says everyone says these are unsubstantiated claims. Donald Trump is is pulling out all these theories and yada yada yada. When you look back at the Ukraine scandal and when you look back at the Mueller report and when you look back at everything that they lined up um impeachment for Donald Trump about, none of that there was no proof of any of that either. In fact there's I believe there's more proof of actual crimes being committed on Hunter Biden's laptop than there are in any of the Senate committees, than there are in any of the subpoena. And don't forget, they subpoenaed the entire Donald Trump family. Eric, Ivanka, Don Jr., Laura was subpoenaed, Hope Hicks, everyone in the White House. They had a, a laundry list of people that they wanted to talk to. They tied up the White House um, you know, operations for weeks interviewing people for something that never happened. And now Donald Trump wants Donald Trump wants just one investigation into something that potentially did happen. And we have a lot of proof that it happened, that that millions of dollars was going to the Bidens, to Hunter Biden, to uh, his uncle James, to the big guy who we all know now is Joe Biden coming from China and Ukraine and God knows where else. You know, God, there's probably tons more on that laptop we haven't even set, seen yet. And we know it's not Russian disinformation. So these are these are questions about foreign policy that should be answered. But, of course, 
they've changed the topic away from foreign policy tonight at the debate. So we'll just see how Donald Trump can get that uh, back on track. And we'll ask Hogan about that, too, when he calls in. But, man, I'll tell you, this race, every single day you go on there and you look at the polls and you see they're saying this is tightening here, that's tightening there. One of the most amazing things is when the Donald Trump campaign holds a rally, the amount of information that they compile from people. They don't just they don't just have people show up and stand there with signs chanting in USA and lock him up. They don't just do that. It's a it's a really amazing underground or or a rather guerrilla warfare type operation. First of all, you have to go online and you have to sign up for tickets. So as, immediately as soon as you go online, they know your name, they know your email, they know your address, your phone number. They get all that information from people that are that are just requesting to go to a Donald Trump rally. And it doesn't matter where it is. If it's here in Jacksonville, if it's in Gastonia, North Carolina, if it's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, if it's out in Iowa somewhere, same thing. You go, you sign up, they get all your info, they can keep in, t- in contact with you. They can ask you for donations. They can remind you about, uh, you know, the horrible things that Joe Biden has, has done that he's not answering for. They can remind you to go out and early vote. You know, they can send you flyers in the mail. Then once you get there, they have an army of representatives, of volunteers, of interns, of people walking around and questioning the crowd. And one of the most interesting things that they get information about is the voting history of people that attend these Donald Trump rallies. And while most of them, the majority of them, you would think, are Republicans and have voted in the past and plan to vote again for the president in this election, what's fascinating is the number of non-Republicans that show up, Democrats, And at the last rally, I want to say, uh, not the one in North Carolina, the one in Pennsylvania, in Erie, 30% of the people there were not registered Republicans. Can you believe that? Something like 16% had never even voted. And you're talking about tens of thousands of people around the country. And these rallies keep going. You've got 30% of the attendants at a Donald Trump rally who are not even Republicans and 16% who've never even voted. You throw all of those in Donald Trump's column in these states like North Carolina and here in Florida where he'll be um, at the villages this weekend. And Mike Pence is coming to Jacksonville on Saturday and and all these other swing states like like uh, Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Michigan, where he'll be spending a lot of time in the next couple of days. And I'll tell you, man, it's looking better and better. Uh, it's looking better and better for the Donald Trump campaign. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. In addition to all of that, we have some fun news about Chris Cuomo being one of the biggest hypocrites in the entire world, which is great. And we've got some what the bleep for you as well. All that and more coming up on one. Oh, and some of your really good open mics, really good open. Mic. Not the bad ones, just the good ones. Uh, that's all coming up on one oh four point five WOKV. He's entertaining, informative, and he puts the talk in Jacksonville's News and Talk. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Mark K 2020. That's a good open, that's, that's a good open mic. That was short. That was to the point. It was, oh, we have another one here. Hey, Hannah, here's a good open mic. <laughs> Great. I like that one. I kind of like that one, too. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Coming up, Hogan Gidley uh, from the Trump campaign, National um, Communications Director, is going to be uh, speaking with us about the debate coming up tonight in Nashville, which, if you don't have plans, man, 9 o'clock, 9 to 1030, commercial free. It's going to be amazing. And it's going to be the last chance we see um, Donald Trump make his case, not just for president, but against um, Joe Biden. And, of course, for Joe Biden to have some really serious gaffes. And that's one of the that's one of the big questions people always ask is, 
will Donald Trump just let Joe Biden be Biden and step in it and, you know, kind of like squash his foot around and uh, and have some of those incredible moments where he loses track of things or or says things that aren't true, um, you know, like like he typically like he typically does. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five is our number. By the way, a couple big news story. Well, one big news story, one really funny news story. Uh, we'll start with the funny one and then we'll get into the then we'll get into um, our, our, you know, our worst enemies in the world interfering in our in our elections via email. Chris Cuomo. You guys know Chris Cuomo from for you. Well, you know, him from CNN. He's also the brother of the current governor, the son of the former governor of New York State. And Chris Cuomo, I don't know if you remember this, but he had covid-19. He was one of the first, uh, I guess you would say, broadcasters or reporters. I don't know what you even call him. He was one of the first to have covid-19. He was he was in his apartment for weeks. He had to do the show live from his apartment because he just couldn't go a day without being on television, even though he was sick. And he made a big hairy deal about it. And when Donald Trump got it, he was making a big hairy deal about him wearing a mask. And when Donald Trump came back from the hospital, when he came back from Walter Reed and he was cutting that commercial or that that promo video and he took his mask off, Chris Cuomo had yet another breakdown on the air where he started screaming BS, BS. There he is. Hair blown majestically. Yeah. Reshooting the scene. For his own ad. This is him talking about Trump. I hold rallies and I tell you to ignore masks yeah. and I rip mine off as I vanquish the virus because I am a leader. Fear not, COVID. What a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. So uh, Chris Cuomo, who is so for wearing masks and listening to the scientists and who is so just totally. I mean, he's pushed to profanity anytime the president shows up somewhere even even when the president shows up in his own home without a mask on chris cuomo he just he's pushed beyond public decency to the point where he gets on tv and starts screaming um you know bs 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 well <laughs> chris cuomo it was in the wash it was in the uh, new york post which is quickly becoming my new favorite paper chris cuomo apparently it has been scolded and may be fined by his New York City apartment building for not wearing a mask. Chris Cuomo has apparently been marching around his apartment complex without a mask on, despite what he preaches on his primetime cable news show. Management at Cuomo's Manhattan apartment building sent the CNN anchor a letter obtained by Fox News, uh, News' Tucker Carlson, that warned him for repeatedly violating the order and threatened him with a $500 fine. Quote, you have been observed entering and exiting the building and riding the elevator without the required face covering. Even though staff members have asked you to comply with this requirement, you have refused to do so. This is a violation of the executive order building policy and places other residents and our staff at risk. There are no exceptions to this rule and you are required to wear a face covering in all public parts of the building. I'll tell you, this is Chris Cuomo, who is is dead serious when he says follow the science, who is who is begging the president of the United States and everybody else to please wear masks when you're out there. Protect the grandmas. You know, I, we, he's screaming and yelling every five minutes about the president and his Rose Garden ceremony, the president being a super spreader, the president not leading by example. Yet when he's in his own apartment complex, even though he's been asked by management and staff and been told repeatedly, given repeated warnings, he still says, ah, 
I don't need them. I've had COVID. I'm cool. I don't. The mask, that's for little people. What a bunch of bullshit. I'll tell you, these people, they're not news reporters. They're not news anchors. They're not journalists. They're all actors. All Chris Cuomo is doing is getting up there and acting angry about the president not wearing a mask. When let's face it, according to the, the New York Post and his apartment management company, he could care less about masks. 855-765-1045. By the way, uh, coming up in just a minute, a real threat to the United States of America, Iran and Russia and what they're doing with our elections. That's all on the way. Stay tuned to the Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Hey, Mark, I love your show. I'm in Texas, and I just want you to know we're doing early voting now, and I voted for Donald Trump. And that's a, that's a new thing this year. I mean, everyone's pushing the early voting. And as you see these early vote totals come out, uh, what's interesting is here in Jacksonville, we've got, you know, I mean, we've got a bunch of county. There's Duval County, which is basically Jacksonville. If you're a football fan, you may know it as Duval. But uh, right now, the, their pacing is, is closing the gap. I think the first day of, of early voting, Democrats were outpacing Republicans something like 54 percent to 32 percent. But I heard this morning that's now been closed. It's 51 percent to like 38 percent. And as we get closer and closer to Election Day, we know that more and more Republicans get out and vote. So it seems to be pretty close. In St. John's County, Republicans are actually outpacing the Democrats. And in Clay County, uh, or not Clay County, what was it? Baker County, today, early voting began. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think there's any Democrats in Baker County. So we'll see. How to, I think they get. I think they get run out of town. <laughs> star Star 1045 is our number, or 855-765-765. Uh, 1045. So, all right, listen, there's yesterday we got a bunch of open mic messages about these emails that were going around. And the emails were from a, a group identifying themselves as Proud Boys. And they were threatening. And, you know, I, I don't remember the exact ver- verbiage, but it was, you know, it was something along the lines of we are the Proud Boys. We know where you live. Would you need to change from Democrat to Republican because they knew they were only going to Democratic, apparently, or people who were registered Democrats, apparently. And it said you need to change your affiliation from Democrat to Republican and vote for Donald Trump. Otherwise, quote, we will come after you. And that was the big threat. The Proud Boys, which, man, has this organization just gotten so much free publicity or what? With Donald Trump being asked about the Proud Boys at the town hall meeting and uh, and at the debates and things like that. The Proud Boys, they went from being like this obscure, uh, hyper conservative group to being like the national poster children for, quote unquote, um, right wing extremism. So the Proud Boys now apparently the other day were sending out all these emails to Democrats threatening them. If they didn't vote for Trump, quote, we will come and get you or we will come after you. And since they got their email address, clearly they knew their name and their phone number and and everything. All the other information that you would expect somebody to have if they, oh, I don't know, broke into the voter registration information for the Democratic Party. Well, guess what happened? Guess what happened yesterday? The FBI uh, released information through a, a press conference led by Director of National Intelligence John Ratliff. He said yesterday that the Iranian interference that has been discovered shows that uh, interests in Iran and Russia, two foreign actors, have colluded with each other to interfere in the election by sending, quote, 
um, to communicate false information to registered voters that they hope will cause confusion, sow chaos, and undermine your confidence in American democracy, he said. To that end, we have already seen Iran sending spoofed emails designed to intimidate voters, incite social unrest, and damage President Trump. These Proud Boy emails that were coming to Democrat voters all over, and like, and a, but not over, all over the country, but really in the, in the important swing states. That's why a bunch of people here in Florida started contacting us and saying, I'm getting this email from the Proud Boys. They're going to come after me if I don't vote for Trump. Uh, then I think Ohio was another one. There were a bunch of them. But what happens is um, they're now using the Proud Boys, this Iranian hacking group or whatever. They are. They are sending out emails in a disinformation campaign to threaten Democrats so that they vote for Donald Trump. And everybody is now saying, well, OK, half half of the people are reporting that this is the Iranians interfering in the election because they don't want Donald Trump to win. The other half of the aisle is saying this is a way for the Iranians to interfere in the election because they do want Donald Trump to win. And quite frankly, right now, we just see them interfering in the election this way. But we're not really I'm not really sure what their motivation is. I can't figure it out myself. If you didn't want Donald Trump to win, why would you get out there and try to demoralize Democrats and keep them from voting by threatening them? It seems to me almost like Iran wants Donald Trump to win or the Russians want Donald Trump to win. That's what the Democrats will tell you. But of course, everyone else is saying, look, obviously, this is a way to make Donald Trump look bad, to tie him to the Proud Boys. The Proud Boys are so tied in with you. Remember, stand back and stand by. The Proud Boys are so ready to go that they've they've hacked into the Democratic National Committee again, because that happened in 2016. They got all the voter rolls and registration and email addresses. And now they're just blanketing people with these emails that say you better vote for Trump or else. But now we know that it's Iran. It's Iran and it's Russia. And they're doing it because they either a want Donald Trump to win or b don't want Donald Trump to win. I would assume if you're Iran and Russia and you see how powerful and important and, uh, you know, how how strong Donald Trump has made this country, both economically and militarily, I would think, you know, I mean, look at Iran. Iran had one of their their most, um, you know, uh, I mean, uh, most legendary and and celebrated generals who also happen to be a, a sponsor of terrorism. You know, they had him obliterated with a single missile by Donald Trump. I wouldn't see at all. I wouldn't see at all that they would be a fan of keeping Donald Trump in office for four more years. I think they'd want like a weak minded puppet like Joe Biden, you know, who would who would allow them to have nuclear weapons and who would who would discount, uh, you know, Israel's position in the Middle East and who would work to make Israel less safe, you know, and 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 um, and, and weaken their their military standing and their stronghold in the area. I don't know. But that's what if you get an email from the Proud Boys, know this. It's probably not from the Proud Boys. It's probably from somebody with a laptop computer in Iran, you know, drinking some kind of tea and uh, and working in cahoots with Russia to sway the election one way or the other. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. Let's get to a couple phone calls here before we talk to Hogan Gidley from the Trump campaign about what's happening tonight at the debate. This is Michael in Jacksonville. Michael, hi. Thanks for calling the Marque Show. How are you? Hey, Mark. Great. Oh, good. What's uh, up, man? One, one run a couple things by, yeah. you know, um, with Biden taking this week off, yeah. I have a feel I'm in the medical field and we get a lot of medications that, for example, Alzheimer's medicines and stuff like that. And there's one out that's in particular is called IRL 1620. 
and its highest efficacy is at one week. And with Biden taking this week off, maybe he's getting his noodle juiced up a little bit and prep, you know, preparation. Yeah, the shot in the ass debate. that Donald Trump talked about in the yeah, last exactly. week. Yeah, yeah. They get him a shot yeah. in the ass. He comes out there and he like yeah. talks like a poet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a, you know, well, yeah, exactly. A poet now, you know, he does real well. And they need to yank up the sleeves of this old dude and see if he's getting juiced. Look, nobody, you know, that that was the, the narrative for a while, but everybody's dropped it now. Yeah. You know, Trump said he'll do it, but. Well, I mean, yeah, and here's the thing. There's, so, I mean, the, the reason there's so many other reasons why Joe Biden needs to hide himself. That could be it. He could be he oh, could yeah. be dosing himself. He could be, you know, getting all all roided up, ready for the debate tonight. Sure. Uh, but also another viable reason is he doesn't want to talk about his son. He doesn't want to talk about his involvement in China. He doesn't want to talk about all the money that he probably garnered by selling his position as vice president to the highest bidder internationally. He doesn't want to talk about any of that. He still is ducking questions on on court packing. And he told us we don't deserve to know his position on that till after the election. Probably he's not going to tell us anything else until after the election either. But, yeah, th- that's the problem with Joe Biden. You know he's hiding for a reason. You just don't know which one of the really bad reasons it is that he's hiding. Is he hiding because he's a criminal, uh, international mastermind of this crime family that's been bilking our, our enemies for millions for decades? Is that the reason he's hiding? Is he hiding because there may be inappropriate images of his son and, and uh, you know, a people that he shouldn't be doing inappropriate things with on his laptop? Is, are there questions about court packing? Is it fracking again? Is he sick and tired of going back? And I mean, Donald Trump's been hammering him in Pennsylvania about fracking, which he just can't escape from. Or is it that you're right? That the uh, whatever drugs they inject into him, they have this gestation takes a couple days till they get fully, you know, acclimated. And then he needs a couple days to memorize his lines so he can go out and give a um, a great debate performance tonight. I don't know what of those many reasons it is that he's hiding. But if it's any one of them, it's bad. If it's all of them, which which is more likely, it's horrible. 855-765-1045. But a great question. Quick break. We got more people lined up. We're going to get to a couple calls here in just a minute. Stay tuned. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Remember to subscribe to the Mark K Show podcast on iTunes or Google Play. That way, you can listen to Mark whenever or wherever you want. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Marquee. My name is Marquee, 855-765-1045. Just saw a comment fly by on our Facebook feed, which, by the way, thanks. We have, that was exactly what it sounded like. Uh, we have a ton of people. We have thousands of people watching us on Facebook every single day and on YouTube and on Twitch and on Periscope and thousands more listening in their cars and at work. And we appreciate everybody who involves themselves in the show and, and really, you know, uh, take something away from it, whether it's entertainment or information or a headache or whatever. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen. And uh, coming up in a minute, we have we have Hogan Gidley from the Trump campaign joining us to talk about the debate. But there was a question that flew by that I think we should ask, which was, why does the Trump campaign agree to these liberal moderators and microphone muting and everything else? And that's a great question. And typically in the in the days, got, you know, in, in the uh, old days before this election cycle, the campaigns would be required to agree. In fact, you may remember going back to the first debate, Donald Trump said, I would like Joe Biden's ears to be checked for listening devices. And they said, no, we're not going to do that. Um, and then they wanted to, uh, they, they asked uh, Donald Trump to do, what was it they wanted Donald Trump to do in that first campaign? He was like, no, I'm absolutely not doing that. 
Yeah, I forget. But that's the thing. They had to agree on everything. And if they couldn't agree, then it would just be it would just be thrown away. Now, after that first debate, what happened was the the uh, this committee of on debates on presidential debates, which is supposedly bipartisan, but totally is not, has just set forth the rules arbitrarily. They don't talk to the Trump campaign anymore. They don't they don't get the campaigns to agree on anything. They just throw out the new rules and they say, here are the new rules. And as far as the liberal media people, I mean, look. You can't find a non-liberal media person to do this debate. You can't find anybody out there that would do this debate with an even keel. Uh, Chris Wallace is, you know, from Fox News. But little do people realize Fox News has a lot of liberal commentators and and people with agendas that more similarly similarly uh, reflect Joe Biden's agenda and the Democrats agenda. There's never Trumpers at Fox News. Then, of course, this Steve Scully guy who was caught in the act of communicating with never Trumpers and Trump haters before the debate, lied about it, and then got it suspended from his job the day the, the day the uh, debate was supposed to be held. And now, of course, you've got this Welker woman who we all know. I mean, there's video of her being super critical of Donald Trump and 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 basically, you know, berating the Trump campaign and presidency. And now, supposedly, she's going to be an unbiased moderator of this debate. So it's not even that they're agreeing to it. It's just that they no longer. You know, they no longer really have a choice. They basically change not only the rules of how the rules are made, but the rules themselves. 855-765-1045. Speaking of the debate, Tom's in Pickett, South Carolina. How you doing, Tom? Good morning, sir. Doing okay. Oh, good. What's up, man? What do you want to say, sir? Well, uh, I've been reading a lot of social media like a lot of everybody else. Uh-huh. Uh, they, I read somewhere that said Joe Biden probably will not even show up tonight for the debate. Uh, he will sort of just like bow out. But I wonder, I wonder, does that hold any air or not? Yeah. Speaking of air, what are you like filling your tires or something there? I don't know what's going on. I'm going to put you on hold for real quick while I answer that. <laughs> so the first I thought it was a water pick or something, but now it's. Yeah, it's like an air compressor in the background. Uh, Tom, listen, I you know, I hadn't heard that Joe Biden isn't going to show up tonight. But when it comes to this election cycle, when it comes to these debates, nothing would surprise me. Nothing would shock me if Joe Biden calls in at the last minute and says, I'm not coming. If Joe Biden says, I want this debate to be virtual. If Joe Biden comes up with some other excuse uh, not to step up and step in and do what he's supposed to do, which is answer the questions that are asked of him and and explain to America and Americans why he would be a better president than the current one who's doing a bang up job. Then, again, that wouldn't surprise me at all, nor would it do any damage to Joe Biden, because let's face it, what do we have, like 42 million people who've already voted in this campaign? Everybody else who hasn't voted, I am 100 percent convinced, has already made up their minds. There's no undecided voters left. There's not one not one person. Has can go this long with this much news, with this many October surprises, with this many, as you pointed out, social media posts, with this much, I mean, just like an like an avalanche of election blah and not be decided. Plus, you've been living here for four years. Either you like the president or you don't like the president. I, you know, hopefully by now you've made up your mind. Um, but if you truly are undecided, I mean, maybe look, Fifty Cent just changed up his mind. The other day when he saw what his taxes would be under the Biden plan. So that's something maybe maybe there are still some people that are undecided or are still learning things about the candidates that would shock them into voting the other way. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, four, five. Wayne in Jacksonville. How you doing, Wayne? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Doing really well. What do you want to say today, sir? 
Hey, I'm thinking about this uh, undercover stuff that's going on with Durham and what in the hell is going on with the FBI when they're trying to hold back all this information. What disturbs me is that Trump is doing the thing about it. I love Trump. I voted for him in 16. I'll vote for him again. But sometimes I think he's got Joe Biden on the brain when he's not taking care of business at home. What do you think? You mean, he? why isn't he cleaning house with, look, you know, and I heard yesterday rumors that Donald Trump's going to fire the leader of the FBI, Ray's gone, and Barr is the next one out the door because Donald Trump's upset that he hasn't come up with any dirt on Joe Biden and he's not going to pull the trigger before the election. Look, I hear, I hear all these same stories. There's, there's so many people in Washington, D.C. that are, that are against Donald Trump that it's, um, there almost comes a point where you just can't fire everybody. You just you have to tolerate some people to a point and maybe, you know, and that then that's every business like there's only so many people you can get rid of. And I think Donald Trump, he cleaned house pretty quickly. You know, people say, oh, it's chaotic. People come and go. He was looking for allies. He was looking for people that were like minded who he could work with. And he's found a handful of them. You know, Stephen Miller's still there. If it weren't for her daughter, Kellyanne Conway would still be there helping him uh, make the decisions and guide the country. You've also got people like Mnuchin, who's doing a great job. Mark Meadows is doing a great job, finally. Uh, but there are people in the Justice Department and the FBI and other places that are working at their own pace and maybe don't feel the way the president does and maybe don't realize that, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if Joe Biden's running for president. If he committed crimes, he should be brought up on charges. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. All right, we got to take a quick break. Hogan Gidley, speaking of uh, the debate tonight, and speaking of the Trump campaign, will be joining us here in just a minute. And then we'll, uh, we've got some what the bleep, which is always a good time. And we've got more of your phone calls and open mic messages, but just the good open mics. We're only playing the good ones today. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Stay tuned. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Hey, Mark. When Trump might get cut off, he just needs to yell at Biden from across the stage. It would still flush for him and... And then he got cut. That's what we cut his mic off. That's what's going to happen to the president tonight at the debate when he goes over his time. I, you know, when somebody suggested a megaphone, which is what uh, Obama took to the streets of Philadelphia the other day so that he could everyone could hear him, uh, you know, bad mouthing the president while he was, you know, yelling. Into, and, a, and a megaphone would be a great idea. Or in the president's case, a megaphone which is what you would call it. Yep. Um, so if they cut off his mic during the debate, then he can just he can just pull out the megaphone and be like, okay, listen, big guy, and then uh, and really fluster Joe Biden. Although I don't think you need a lot to fluster Joe Biden. I think what would probably fluster Joe Biden even more is if Donald Trump didn't interrupt him. <laughs> he's probably out there prepping how to handle Donald Trump's interruptions, and he's probably prepping lines like, will you shut up, man? And how funny would it be if Joe Biden doesn't get interrupted and in the middle of a sentence just goes, well, you know, when we talk about health care, will you shut up, man? And nobody's talking. That, to me, would be a great moment. Anyway, uh, joining us now from the Trump campaign, National Press Secretary and somebody who knows a lot about what's probably going to happen tonight um, at the debate is Hogan Gidley. Hogan, thanks so much for being here. We really appreciate it. 
Absolutely. Thanks so much for the time and for the applause. Oh, we all, so there's only legal. there's only three of us, and only two of us have our mics on. No, oh, but that's three. That's three. That's three folks that are clapping for me today. That's yeah. more than I had all morning. <laughs> that's, yeah. Well, that happens when you work for the Trump campaign, I imagine. That's true. Yeah. Well, listen. Tonight, big night, man. This is this is the last debate of three. Only one of the other two happened. Uh, and this one has all of the rules: the cutting off of the microphones, uh, you know, all this other stuff that they the no nonsense about foreign policy, which was what I guess the whole meat of this debate was supposed to be about. How much of this are because people? Someone wrote on our on our Facebook feed said, "Hey, why is everyone at the Trump campaign agreeing to this?" But you guys didn't agree to any of this. Is that right? No, we didn't. Uh, the, the the debate commission is clearly biased. Um, yeah. They've changed the rules of the game halfway through multiple times now. And when you have someone like Bob Dole, who's not a bomb thrower, who's an elder statesman, come out and say, <laughs> yeah, this commission's pretty biased, it tells you all you need to know. Uh, we're going to be ready regardless of whatever tricks they try and pull again. But, you know, you can put uh, a mute button um, on stage. You can have plexiglass. Uh, but, you know, there's there's not a mute button big enough right. to, to hide and cover up Joe Biden's 47-year career of failure. There's not plexiglass thick enough to prevent people from seeing through Joe Biden's um, lies and his, his corruption. So I, I think either way, we're going to be ready to go. The president's going to lay out the case, and he's going to do a really good job. Yeah, now the moderator, too, and we know, of course, I mean, we know it's, we know there's never been an impartial moderator. This one is probably one of the least impartial of the three. Uh, will she? The question is, will she be muted as well? Because that was a big problem with Mike Wallace was he interrupted the president during his two minutes. So how do we guarantee that that doesn't happen? I, I, well, I, I don't know that we do. The, oh. the, the, the great gods at the debate commission can figure it out. It looks like right now there's some guy out in the truck just with the with the button, the almighty, if you will, just deciding who who the American people should hear from and who they shouldn't. Uh, that's a serious problem, of course. But, you know, look, we know the debate is stacked against us. We know the rules are stacked against us. The president has had the media against him for four years. One night's not going to make a difference there. Yeah. Uh, but he's going to plow through. He's going to share with the American people 47 months of record-setting success and point out Joe Biden's 47-year career of failure. All right, speaking of 47-year career of failure, let's talk about a 47-year uh, career of corruption the, the foreign policy questions are out the window. We know that he probably won't be asked about the laptop and Hunter Biden and China. That's something that you are dead set on, on, on uh, inserting into the conversation, though, tonight, I hope. Well, look, I think it's going to come up. And now we know that, that one of the folks on the email, Tony um, uh, Bobolinsky, mm -hmm. is now on the record saying absolutely yeah. Joe Biden knew about these things. He discussed them. He advised. He even signed off on some of them. And and that's a serious issue because you're peddling influence that way. You're raking in millions and million do millions of dollars in cash. And let's not forget, Joe Biden was asked by the previous administration to build relationships with two countries, Ukraine and China. Yep. Well, guess who got contracts from Ukraine and China? I mean, who could have seen that one coming? And so now we see a lot of pictures coming out with, with them in the Ukraine. We see meeting schedules that we didn't know about before have now been confirmed. We have confirmation of these emails and some of the information. And the media just says, oh, it's debunked. Who, who debunked it exactly? In fact, they, they did three years of a Russia witch hunt hoax with no proof, yeah. no evidence, a debunked dossier. And they ran with it, hauled Trump's kids up to Congress. They won't even ask the question of Joe Biden. Now, I understand that there are people out there who are really concerned about the flavor of milkshake that Joe Biden likes to drink. So that's important, okay? But still, 
uh, once you got the answer, chocolate vanilla, which again, that's a scam anyway. Everyone knows chocolate's better. He could even he could even answer that right. But even still, now they have uh, they're unfettered. They can ask whatever they want to about real policy that matters instead of what's your favorite color, what kind of tree would you be, and what yeah. flavor milkshake is it. But I doubt they will. Uh, Trump campaign national press secretary uh, Hogan Gidley is with. I want to talk about the campaign because you and I think Kaylee tweets it out all the time. Whenever there's one of these rallies, which there's like five a day now, there's Gastonia, North Carolina. You guys were in Erie, Pennsylvania. I know you've got the vice president coming here to Jacksonville. After these rallies, you guys do something fascinating. You go through and you ask people, hey, are you a Republican? Are you a Democrat? Did you vote last time? Have you ever voted before? And break down for everybody how, because this fascinates me, of the tens of thousands of people that come to these rallies, not like a large portion of them aren't even Republicans and have never voted. Isn't that right? Absolutely. The key is getting them out to vote. But what they like is a president who actually came through and kept the promises they made yeah. on the campaign trail. Joe Biden hadn't done that in 47 years. Yeah. So the fact that this president is an anomaly for actually keeping promises uh, as a politician on a campaign, I think people are kind of, it's like going to a zoo. You want to see like the great white tiger and be like, wait a minute, I didn't know that was a, I didn't know that was a real, real, a real creature. A politician kept their promises. Um, you know, that's that's the president. And so, um, you know, we, we're going to push that message out from now until Election Day that his policies have improved the lives of all Americans, regardless of race, religion, color or creed. And that's one reason we see so many people out at these rallies. Yeah. And you said it right. It's not just going to the rallies. It's going out to the polls. And the one, the one thing I hear the president now saying, which I've never heard him do, and I don't think he did in 2016, was saying, go out today and vote. If there's early voting, you guys want that early vote, right? Oh, Absolutely. You know, and we're seeing numbers come back that are actually very encouraging. Yeah. We knew Democrats were going to be higher turnout for absentee because they've been telling everyone you're going to die if you walk out of your house. You have to vote absentee. Yeah. But we were told 80-20, like in Michigan, for example, it would be 80 percent Democrats voting, 20 percent Republicans. Yeah. It's 50-50 right now. People are excited. They want to get out there and vote for this president. They don't care about Joe Biden. Yeah. They want they want four more years of peace and prosperity, and they know they can get it with Donald Trump. Yeah, here in Duval County, we or in some of the counties around Duval, we have we have Republicans outpacing in the early vote. So that's a great that's a great bellwether too. Well, listen, all right. So you've got what do you have just rallies every single day from now till election day? Is that the game plan? Uh, pretty much. I mean, I don't want to get ahead of the schedule, but the president yeah. wants a robust schedule. He wants to be talking to the American people because he knows without the filter of the mainstream media, his positive, uplifting, patriotic message works. Yeah. It resonates with folks. And so, you know, it, it's good when he can be out there. It's it's interesting to watch Joe Biden kind of just stay in that basement and never come out. Um, so so we'll see. But All I right. think the American people appreciate someone who can be up to the job because we got the best candidate. we got the best message. He's got the best record, and he's got the best work ethic. I mean, he travels to more places, towns, cities, and states in a week than Joe Biden does in a year. Yeah, I mean, he's got the best uh, campaign national press secretary, too. Hogan Gidley, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it, man. Thanks. Call any time, and we'll be watching that debate tonight between President Trump and the big guy, and we'll see who wins. Uh, this is this is the marcation. We got to take a quick break. More of your phone calls, more of your open mic messages too. And uh, coming up here in just a minute, we've got some what the bleep eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Stay tuned. More of the marcation show coming up on one zero four point five WOKV. If you're on the go and can't listen live on the radio, stream the Mark K Show and the WOKV app for your Apple or Android device. This is the Mark K Show on one zero four point five WOKV, Jacksonville's news and talk. This open 
mic is called Kidnapping Joke. Is this one I want to play on the air? I haven't heard it yet. I think it's fine. I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's air appropriate. All right, let's see. Hey, Mark, hey. Did you hear about the kidnapping at oh. the store today? Me neither. He woke up later. It was just silly. It was a dad joke. I, mean, I, was, I, was, I was picturing some Gretchen Whitmer thing that I'd be hauled into a meeting for later on. Nice. So that's great. That's great. 855-765-1045. If you would like to leave us an open mic message, you can do that. Uh, all you have to do is go to our um, all you have to do is go to uh, our mobile app and hit the open mic feature. Eileen in Jacksonville. Hi, Eileen. How are you? Eileen? Oh, let me hit the button. Can you hear me? Are you there? Eileen? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. Okay, good. Funny thing, I asked if you could hear me, but I didn't take you off of hold, so that's why you couldn't hear me. I, I left you a song on the open mic, but I forgot the last line. Oh, wait. You, can I sing it? Hold on. Wait. Well, I didn't I didn't hear the whole the rest of the song. Did you? Okay. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and sing it for us since you're on the air now. Okay. And now the end is near. It's very clear. He did it his way, says Mark Cave. <laughs> Oh, that was good. That was I love like that. that. Yeah, I love that. That was really good. Thank you, Eileen, so much. And now, and now, Scott told me to remind you. I still haven't got my T-shirt that I won about a month ago. So he's got it in the process. You didn't get your T-shirt that you won, Hannah. Why didn't no. Eileen get her T-shirt? Hannah's our official T-shirt sender outer. No, it's sending out today. Oh, it hasn't even been oh, shipped yet. Hannah. Yes. Uh, Eileen, I bought my song. Eileen, when did you win this shirt? Oh, about a month ago, it was true. 1970. <laughs> it's been 84 years. Wow. Is it, I, I, hold on, Hannah. Is this true? About a month ago, Eileen won a shirt and she hasn't gotten it yet? About a month yeah, ago. It was uh, on a fake, was it Fake News Friday, right? Yeah, yeah true or false. Yeah, yeah well, one of the yeah. days I wasn't here, yes. Okay, so you're shipping, it, right, you're shipping it today, one yes. month later. We'll we see. talked about this before the show. She actually see. has a post-it note in there that says, ship the t-shirt today. So Hannah's looking out for you. And that was the Thank very you, first post-it note ever made, by the way. That that's is not a, true. That's how long that's been sitting in there. <laughs> that's not for true. Eighty-four years. <laughs> Romy and Michelle have made that post-it note. That's it. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Eileen, I apologize for Hannah being a slacker. We'll get her. Uh, she's millennials, you know. You can't. You can't. Whatever. Eight five five seven six five. Can we email it to her? Four five. No, can you can't, we email her the shirt? No, you can't email her. You Gosh, can't DM nice? her a shirt. You can't do anything like no. that. Austin <laughs> in Lake Placid. How you doing, Austin? Hey, I'm doing great, Mark. How are you? Doing really well. Doing really well. Do, do we owe you a shirt, too? Is that where you're going? I, I wish. I'd oh. love a shirt. But, right. well, uh, keep, yeah, keep waiting because right. it takes a while. Uh, what would you want to say, yeah. sir? <laughs> yeah, um, uh, my wife, and I, my wife Courtney, and I are huge fans of the show. I listen to your podcast and when I work my overnight job on Amazon Music. But what I want to talk about is yeah. I drive around the state of Florida. I work two jobs. Um, I just don't see... How in the world the Democrats can win Florida when all I see is just Trump, 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 Trump everywhere? And then I find it hilarious. I just want to touch on one other thing, and I'll let you speak on that, um, that Biden has to go to the basement and then send Obama out on the campaign trail. I just think that's, that's just hilarious. Like, that, like this guy's going to paint a picture that it, everything is great and we won, which, by the way, if you Google Biden, it just pretty much says he's got the race in the bag, which is complete nonsense. But yeah. Yeah, I just think it's I think it's hilarious that just they just send Obama out to go out there and, and start 
and start campaigning for him and leave him in the basement as if it's going to cover up those emails. Right. It's ridiculous. Awesome. And you bring, you bring up two great points. Listen, the, it, it's so weird to me, and I don't know if it's I don't know if it's ego. I don't know what the reason is, but. For some reason, the Democrats, they lost this race to Donald Trump in 2016 with the same playbook. Pick a big name who's been in Washington forever. Somebody that you you just associate with Democrat politics like Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton. She was Senator Clinton. She was what? Oh, um, Secretary of State Clinton. I mean, people knew Hillary Clinton. It didn't matter if they liked her or not. She was a known quantity in the Democrat Party. They picked her. Then they sent her out. Uh, to campaign, but she didn't. She spent 30 days without doing a press conference. She would never do rallies. She just assumed because she was running against a reality TV star that she had this thing in the bag. Nobody, even the Republicans, didn't take Donald Trump seriously until he started winning. And even then, even then, nobody took Donald Trump seriously when they were talking about uh, when they were talking about, you know, him being the president, him being the nominee, what he could do for the United States of America. Then he won. He won by doing, fun fact, exactly what he's doing this time around, which is going to rallies, not just one a week or two a week, but three to four a day, going out there and connecting with the people and speaking with them and telling them things that they want to hear. But the difference between 2016 and 2020 is when Donald Trump has a rally, more people are there. When Donald Trump has a rally, more people show up, more people chant, more people are excited, more people tell their friends. There's more rallies, there's more people in attendance, and there's more things that Donald Trump can point to because Donald Trump has more accomplishments after being president for four years. Joe Biden playing the Hillary Clinton playbook. He is playing the Hillary Clinton playbook. They picked a candidate who's a known quantity, a big name in the Democratic Party. Doesn't matter if he's qualified or not. Doesn't even matter if he's conscious. He's a Biden. People know that name. He was vice president for crying out loud. Now they hide him. They hide him just like they hid Hillary. They think clearly, clearly the people that voted for Donald Trump the first time, clearly by now they've had enough. They're underestimating the American people. And as you pointed out, they're underestimating the silent majority. And they're running their campaigns based on these polls, which we all know failed the Democrat Party miserably, miserably in 2016. If all the polls had Donald Trump winning and he lost, he would they would the Republicans would fire the pollsters. The Democrats think, well, clearly, clearly that something they must have been the Russians. Clearly, our polls weren't wrong. The Russians interfered with our election. So you know what we should do? We should just we should just do the same damn thing we did in 2016. And we're definitely going to see a different. We're going to win this time. Probably not. 855-765-1045. All right. We need two contestants for what the bleep. We've got some great bleeps lined up. All you have to do is tell us what word we bleeped out. The winner will get a T-shirt sometime in early January. Probably. <laughs> so Signed there. by Eileen. Yeah, we'll put your name on a stu- post-it note and we'll stick it in the studio and forget about it for a while. Uh, 855-765-1045. Two contestants. We'll do it next on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Hey, Mark. Just wanted to let everybody know that there's a Trump flotilla going on in St. Augustine this weekend on Saturday the 24th at 10.30 a.m. There's like a Trump flotilla every weekend. It's like every weekend you can go to your kid's soccer match and, uh, and a Trump flotilla. 
That's basically like that's everyone's weekends from now probably till election day. So there you go. And I, and I imagine there's going to be more and more of them um, even closer to the election. 855-765-1045. Thanks so much for uh, that open mic message. We appreciate it. All right. It is time to play some What the Bleep. That was really loud. Uh, this is one of our favorite games, What the Bleep. What we do is we take these little news clips and things, videos that you may have seen throughout the week from uh, from headline makers and we we bleep out one word and then we ask contestants to try to tell us what that word is and if they can do uh you know if they can give us more correct answers than the, their counterpart they win today a mark k show t-shirt which will be delivered sometime between now and the end of their lives because hannah takes is that a threat <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes I got that in an email from the Brown Boys. I got that. Oh my goodness! No, listen. What 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 is like an expected time frame that we think we could get no, these shirts out? No, they'll be in there. No, I'll get them out as like by tomorrow. By tomorrow? Yeah, wow. Eileen's okay. going out today. All right. Okay. All right. So there you go. All right. Well, let's see who who potentially could win that shirt. Wayne is in Bayard. Hi, Wayne. How are you? Great. How are you guys doing? Doing great. You ready to play some what the bleep? Bleep. Yeah. All right. Bleep. <laughs> oh, he's gonna. He yeah. wins. Let's cancel. Wayne it. gets it. Wayne. Wayne totally understands. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna be playing against JP in Paris, Illinois. How you doing, JP? Bonjour. Hey, I'm hanging in there. Thank oh, you. Are you ready to play What the Bleep? I think I am. Fantastic. Great. All right, we're gonna start with you, Wayne. And remember, the words that we've bleeped are clean words. They just sound dirty. So you just, you know, if you're thinking of a dirty word, don't let it come out of your mouth, because then we all get in trouble. You ready? Man, that's bleeped up. Yeah, I know. Good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen carefully. This is CNN's Jake Tapper. Uh, reporting about the QAnon conspiracy theory. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. With parts of the Republican Party embracing the untethered, deranged conspiracy theory of QAnon that Democrats are running a secret cabal of Satan-worshipping cannibalistic pedophiles in the government, it seemed likely that it would only be a matter of time before someone from the Republican Party and someone from Fox would try to spread that all over the Bidens. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while, but it was worth it. Uh, Wayne, what do you think? What the bleep, buddy? Stuff. Stuff. All right, let's stop. Let's take a listen. It seemed likely that it would only be a matter of time before someone from the Republican Party and someone from Fox would try to spread that slime oh. all over oh. the Bidens. Oh, it was it was slime. It was very close, but that's that's okay. We're, that was only the first one. We got plenty of time. Um, we got plenty of time to kill. Uh, JP, are you ready for your first one? I think I am. All right, here we go. This is a kid talking to the president of the United States at a town hall meeting. I didn't catch his name, but he's talking about um, school choice. And here's his question for President Trump. Are you ready? Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Here we go. Just last year, I sat next to you, essentially told you I was coming for your I remember. Um, I remember. <laughs> Could you not laugh until it's over, please? Hold on, let me, let me play that one again because Josh uh, so rudely interrupted. Here we go. Listen carefully. Tell us what the bleep. Just last year, I sat next to you, essentially told you I was coming for your I remember. Um, I remember. <laughs> I mean, how could you forget? Uh, what do you What do you think? <laughs> what, what do you think, JP? I'm gonna go with freaking. You were I'm freaking. coming for your freaking job. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Freaking. Free. All right. Here we go. Just last year, I sat next to you. Essentially, told you I was coming for your job. I remember. Um, well, I remember. Did he add his own I bleep? think he gets it. We bleeped out job. Freaking. I think I'm gonna have to give that one to you because yeah. you did say job. <laughs> you did. You did say job, yeah. You, you heard it in your head. All right, there we go. JP, you're on the board with one. Wayne, you can tie it up here. Are you ready? 
Oh, All right, listen, listen carefully. Now, this is multiple bleeps, but it's the same word over and over, so it's still just one word. This is President Trump at his rally in uh, Gastonia, North Carolina yesterday. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Here we go. Another email referenced 10% held by Hunter for the big I wonder who the big was. The big He doesn't look so big to me. Yeah, what, what, do, you, what, what do you think, it's Wayne? It's cold. The big bleep. Here, listen to it one more time. Another email reference: ten percent held by Hunter for the big. I wonder who the big was. The big. He doesn't look so big to me. Yeah. What do you think? What's that word? <laughs> the big guy. The big guy. Let's see. Another email reference: ten percent held by Hunter for the big guy. I wonder who the big guy. The big guy. He doesn't look so big to me. Look so big to me. That was very good. Look at that, Wayne. See, you got it. You're on the board. Congratulations. We're all tied up. One bleeping to one. Right. Yeah, bleeping is right. Yeah, the bleeping big guy. Um, all right, we go back to you, JP. JP, listen carefully. This is Ainsley Earhart talking to who's she talking to? I forget. Oh, oh I think it's Donald Trump Jr. Okay, there you. Oh, that that sounds right. Uh, Ainsley Earhart talking to Donald Trump Jr. on Fox and Friends. Listen carefully. Tell us what the bleep. Here we go. Let's bring in Donald Trump Jr., Executive Vice President of the Trump Organization. Good morning to you. Good morning. How's it going, Good. guys? We're doing well. So your dad has a big <laughs> tonight. <laughs> okay. There's the You like father like son, Ainsley. <laughs> uh, JP, what's your guess, man? What do you think? Yuck. How about a big gig? A big gig. A, b a big gig. All right, let's see. Let's bring in Donald Trump Jr., <laughs> Executive Vice President of the Trump Organization. Good morning to you. Good morning. How's it going, Good. guys? We're doing well. So your dad has a big night tonight. Big night tonight. Uh, yeah, big uh, big night club gig, night debate, <laughs> all those things would have. Yeah, but it was it was night time. All right, so here we go. Back to you, Wayne. Wayne, are you ready? You could take the lead with this one. <laughs> Wayne's good people. Wayne's just good people. All right, Wayne, listen carefully. Here we go. Tell us, this is uh, former President Barack Obama campaigning for Joe Biden in Philadelphia yesterday. Again, multiple bleeps, but it's the same word. Uh, tell us uh, tell us what you think. Here we go. I love you, Philadelphia. Honk if you're f***ed up. Honk if you're ready to go. Are you f***ed up? Are you ready to go? Are you f***ed up? Are you ready to go? Wow. <laughs> All right, listen. It's Bleeped up. But it's, are you pumped up? Are you okay. are you pumped up? Pumped up. That's right. That's your guess. All right. Let's, let's take a listen. I love you, Philadelphia. Honk if you're fired up. Honk if you're ready to go. Are you fired up? It's fired up. Are you ready to go? Yeah. Are you fired up? Yeah. Are you ready to go? Yeah. Are you ready to go? Yeah. As soon as I'm out. As soon as Obama walked out, I'd be like, yep, I'm ready to go. I feel like he was about to DJ. Yeah, all right, listen. That's why I didn't listen to that. And then he drops the bass. Uh, all right, so, JP, here's where we stand, JP. It's one to one. We've got one bleep left. If you get this one right, you win, and you get a T-shirt sometime, well, supposedly next week. Are you ready? By Christmas. Are you ready? By Christmas, yeah. All right, listen up, JP. Here we go. Tell us what the bleep. Oh, this again is President Barack Obama in Philadelphia yesterday campaigning on behalf of Joe Biden. Donald Trump is... Oh, hold on, wait. I think, hold on, let me, here it is one more time. Listen carefully. Donald Trump 
isn't suddenly going to all of us. He can't even take the basic steps to himself. <laughs> what do you what do you think, JP? Impress. Impress. Impre can't even impress himself. Here we go. Donald Trump isn't suddenly going to protect all of us. Oh, protect. He can't even take the basic oh, steps oh, to protect God. himself. Oh, protect. Yeah, listen, good news, bad news. The bad news is nobody won. You both tied with one, which means you both kind of won because now we have to send each of you a shirt. So congratulations. You guys did a great job. Look at that. Hey, JP, thanks so much for calling. Hang tight one second. We'll get your information. We'll put it on a sticky note, and we will. <laughs> I feel like we should have a, We should probably have a better system than, than the sticky note is all I'm thinking. Uh, anyway, we'll get you your stuff here in just a minute. Hang on. Let me put everybody. Put it, why can't I put anybody on hold? There we go. Hang on. You know what I think we should do? I would really like, uh, when we redo our intro, I think we should start the show with this every day. I love you, Philadelphia. Honk if you're f***ed up. Honk if you're ready to go. Are you f***ed up? Are you ready to go? Are you f***ed up? Are you ready to go? Here we go. Boots. That's it. And then we just drop the bass. And we're good to go. That's the beginning of the Marquee show. Oh, that was great. That was uh, 855-765-1045. We have a couple more minutes. We're going to squeeze in a couple more of your calls before the big debate tonight. Quick break. More of the Marque Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Are you at home or sitting at your desk at work? Either way, watch the Marque Show live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. This is the Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Honk if you're f***ed up. Honk if you're ready to go. Are you f***ed up? Are you ready to go? Are you f***ed up? Are you ready to go? Honk, honk, honk. I'm honking because I'm all fired up. I'm ready to go. That's great. I'm ready to go, except we have six more minutes. 855-765-1045 is our number. That didn't sound, uh, that didn't sound um, sincere, by the way. Uh, let's go to Tara in Phoenix. Hi, Tara. How are you? Thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. Hey, I'm doing absolutely wonderful. How are you doing? Oh, we're, we're fired up. We're ready to go. We're <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, me too. I don't know if you heard what happened um, in the uh, Prescott rally that Trump got um, just here, but it was the most American thing ever. And if they ain't a sign he's going to win, shoot, I don't know what is. So, like, it was right after the pledge and the national anthem and the prayer, and it was for a good five minutes. Like, I was waiting for this thing to land on Trump's podium, but a wild, it wasn't released, a legitimate wild bald eagle was just flying around the whole trump rally for a good five minutes it was the most unbelievable thing that is amazing wow if that's not a sign that that uh, trump's doing something right that's amazing i didn't see that now i did see the the uh video footage that the president recorded from air force one flying over the airport there in prescott arizona and the i mean it was yeah. it was red shirts for it was the middle of the desert and then all of a sudden you just saw this mass of people all dressed in red all ready for the president, and it was again one of the, like you said. If it if there's that many people showing up in Prescott, Arizona, on like a Tuesday afternoon, you can, and then it happens again in North Carolina, it happens again in Pennsylvania. You can only imagine that all these polls once again are wrong. Also, let's not forget the last time around, all the polls were wrong, and they haven't really changed the way that they poll people. Eight five five. I mean, what did they what did they do differently in 2016? Every poll had Hillary Clinton winning by five, ten, even fourteen points. Now they've got Joe Biden winning by five, ten. What did they do differently when they call people and they say, "Hey, who are you voting for?" and they go, "Joe Biden." Do they go, "Are you sure?" I mean, is that the big difference that they've made? Because otherwise, it's almost the exact same um, 
the exact same results that we saw back uh, four years ago. 855-765-1045. Steve in Studio City. How are you, Steve? Good. How are you doing there, Mark? Oh, doing really well. Thanks so much Good for calling. Well. Yeah, Steve, what do you want to say today, uh, sir? What's you, your... man. Yeah. Uh, well, check this out. Um, I'm not really political, but uh, due to, like, COVID and everything, I was, I'm actually in Project Room Key. So I'm calling from the project. But listen, the question I have is, why is Obama doing everything for Biden? And the only thing I could think of is when they said the big guy, the big guy wasn't, uh, wasn't Biden. The big guy was Obama. Well, you know, it, in, have, a, in a way, you're probably right about that. Look, I mean, when you're when you're Joe Biden, I think the big guy in the email was Joe Biden, because why would Hunter be holding money for 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 uh, Barack? But when you look at I mean, the crime family is part of a crime syndicate for sure. The Clintons, the Obamas, uh, the Bidens for years have been have been doing their part to capitalize off of the presidency. And and the Clinton Foundation, right, $250 million they made the year that Hillary Clinton ran for office. When in back in 2016, Hillary Clinton made a quarter of a billion dollars through her foundation because she was running for president. Why would people pay the Clinton Foundation that much money? Because they thought it would give them direct access to the president. Then she lost. Then the next year, the Clinton Foundation made $20 million. That's a far. That's when you're when you're when you're out of product. When you don't have access to sell somebody, nobody's going to give you a lot of money. So that's one of the reasons Obama's out there campaigning for Joe because he doesn't want his crimes coming to light either. Another reason that Barack Obama was out there campaigning for Joe Biden is so that we could have great what the bleeps today, uh, like this one, like this one here. Honk if you're fucked up. Honk if you're ready to go. Are you fucked up? Are you ready to go? Are you fucked up? Are you ready to go? Yeah, we're ready to go. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Now, don't forget the debates tonight at 9 o'clock. We will bring you all the reaction. You can leave us open mics during the debate uh, in our mobile app. You can call in tomorrow. We'll have the highlights. We'll have the lowlights. I'm sure there will be plenty of both. Plus, we'll do some fake news Friday tomorrow, too. Everyone, have a great day. Thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for Traffic Weather News and Rush Limbaugh coming up on 104.5 WOKV.